On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, amigos, and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this Wednesday night, and thanks to Finey on another fantastic show. Uh, good to hear the boys from uh, the Wonder Years as well, 1970. And uh, finally, we're back tomorrow from Seven. Vinny Venezuela, good day. Hello, Rodrigo Rodriguez. Yes, good, good to see you got the uh, nice Roma strip. Roma. The orange and black one for those I, I of you. I was at the hotel, uh, you know, because no one went to the Roma Lazio game, but I was at the hotel G'ing up the boys to make sure <laughs> that they do the job. Yes, and uh, Warren, you're here as well. Good day. Yeah, no, it's good to be here, Rodrigo. Yeah. Thank you for the welcome. Yeah, good to have you. Nice to see you smiling. And Carlos Alberto Diego, you're, it's a busy day Wednesday for you. It's a busy day, but half. I love it because it's all football. Yep, it's all, all football. football. And it welcome is. to you too, Rodrigo. Yeah, no one says hello to you. No, no, that's fine. The, the, I, I can feel the hellos from our listeners. <laughs> welcome to the Diegos, as always. And uh, got a big show tonight. We'll uh, catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. We're taking your calls, 94291116, on any of our topics. We'll do the Q&A, which is... Uh, your you own. Know, just this, yeah, it's my own. And uh, you know, that'll set the agenda throughout mm. the show mm. and um, the text messages. So um, it's a big show. Well, of course, we'll talk about the FFA Cup, the uh, victory from the uh, my, mighty Melbourne victory. Yes. And, uh, but Warren, uh, mm. we were going to do a hot topic from... We you just know, changed the, it. The, <laughs> but you guys, during, while I was yes. reading the weather... Yes, that's right. After I finished reading the weather, just for our listeners, <laughs> Carlos said, we've changed the hot topic. I'm going to throw to you, Warren. What is the hot topic tonight? Well, the hot topic comes off a comment that uh, Jurgen Klopp made at um, after the Liverpool lost to Crystal Palace with a goal in the 82nd minute. He said he turned around and he felt lonely. <laughs> and the reason why he felt lonely is because pretty much the first five rows of Liverpool fans behind Jurgen Klopp within one minute of the goal going in at the 82nd minute. And I thought Anfield was a place where the game was never over. You know, it's never over. It's they'd never left. over. They'd left. Now, so what's is the hot there topic? ever an excuse for leaving early? Ooh. Ever an excuse? And I'm going to say there's a caveat on this. <laughs> Transport difficulties are not an excuse. Traffic, <laughs> car parking. Traffic, no. car parking. Well, they block off in, in England. They block off like the, you know, roads around the, the ground anyway. So traffic's not an issue because you park five blocks away anyway. Yeah. Or you take the tube. So... The issue about traffic that is not relevant there. What about getting to that restaurant, getting that, no, you know, there's getting not, to the Luxor King, and, <laughs> so you don't have to wait two hours for your Luxor. There's yeah. never an excuse, and I want to hear. We have listeners, and I. Well, maybe we don't because the type of people that listen to us, they don't leave early. That's no, true. No, it, no it, true believers. The time we're on, they yeah. stay late. They stay late. You know, yeah. they're right to the death. They're All not right. hangers on. But if you're loyal, so what is a hot topic? Is there ever an excuse yep. for leaving early ever? All right, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I think it's a sign of respect if you leave early. <laughs> you know why? How so? Because those people who leave early could have stayed because they leave early because they're disgusted. They're disgusted with what's dished up. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of ripping up their membership cards, throwing them a clop. No. Right. The ordinary one. Yeah. They they, they decide to just. 
keep their mouth shut, respect everyone, and go home early. It's better to and walk maybe away, kick the dog Carlos. It's better to walk away. Yeah. Can, can I just say, I know that your hot topic, I'm with you there, uh, Warren. I don't think you should ever leave. Yeah. And and equally, I don't think you should ever boo your, your own team, even if even if uh, you know they've had a poor performance. But that's we'll save that one that's for a, another that's time. That's another hot topic. That too, is. <laughs> and this is where, personally, I think that English football fans can learn from Richmond fans. Now, <laughs> Richmond fans, they're creative inventing. The mic, you know, the membership ticket in the microwave presented at the grounds of Punt Road. The cow dung that was dumped outside of Punt Road. Those people haven't I'm sure, left early. I'm sure there was equivalent things in world football yes. in this country. Yes. Instead of going to the AFL examples. Sorry. But, uh, but I, I, like I said before, I, you know, I would never leave early. I, I, I've barracked for West Ham all my life. And I would never leave their games, doesn't matter how much they're getting beaten. And uh, and I just watch every game of football right to the end. Uh, but I understand why someone might no. leave. Oh. Otherwise, they might cause a scene. There's little kitties around. They don't want to hear the you know the venom that's coming out of their mouth. They'd rather go home and uh, and deal with their frustration there. No. No. Actually, Warren, you didn't see this, but Shane, uh, I know it's world football, but my excuse is I'm a Richmond supporter. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that when you mentioned no, that. No, I and, didn't, uh, but there's and, never an excuse. Yeah, Brian in Footscray, I always leave early. <laughs> so he's well, under shame. But why does he leave early? Why? Well, Transport? Brian, a, more information. It's a train line to Footscray. It's uh, always packed out. You never get on the train if you're not there early. Yeah. No, is there a, so, Brett from St Albans, um, is there a better feeling for supporters than watching opposition fans walking the aisles? No, there isn't, and that's why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it just gives the other supporters it something to do. Anyway. And look, uh, surely if Manchester United have taught you anything, is it's to stay right till the dying minutes. Well, man, you under Sir Alex anyway, that they could still, you yeah. know, you could still come back into the game and win a game or a Champions League. I just want to say to Theo in Hampton, hello. <laughs> Theo said hello to me. Thank you, yeah. mate. Um, and Marie, hi, guys. Renato. Ronaldo Doco was great. Yeah. Hot chest. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we, we got a good view of his chest too. I looked out for you guys and uh, just wanted to say hi. I was at the Jam Factory Village Monday night. We were there too. Well, there were three cinemas. That's right. That had this this film on. Yeah. And so I, I think we were in the Melbourne City Cinema. That's right. Well, we had our sombreros on. I'm surprised Absolutely. you didn't see Absolutely. it. I wasn't yeah. there, which yeah. is... Well, really, it's just typical of the relationship that, we yeah. have. You would have ever just been mobbed. Brazil, really. <laughs> all, all our podcast listeners who listen for you, you just would have been mobbed if you turned up. Yeah, well, I mean, Christ <laughs> the Redeemer, Cristiano, <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo film. Really, there's a pattern to the behaviour. Now, Vinny, you're our film man. I am indeed. So what do you think of the film? Look, I from the very opening shot where it was dark and he's walking to a car and he opens the car. By the way, he walks to the car and he only, he did that in two takes, which was impressive <laughs> for another. And then he opens the car and smiles and then he drives. Yeah. It, it, it was a journey. I, mm. I was there. I was actually there with him and I thought it was a decent film. I, yeah. I felt I, I got a genuine insight into into CR7, the gelled one. I, yeah. You know, I loved you know the first world problems he has like asking his son which car is missing from the garage yeah. is it the lamborghini is it the rolls royce yeah. you know the range rover it was a ferrari wasn't it i think no. it was the fast yeah. one the yeah. ferrari it was a lamborghini which, actually which got a flat tire yeah. and so yeah. he took it to a mechanic to, yeah. to change the tire he doesn't mm-hmm. change cr7 doesn't change tires anymore and i love the continuous because it went for about two hours it went the continuous conversation between father and son the loving mm. uh, you know the, the personal stuff yes. like do you realise I'm the best in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit narcissistic. Yeah. Let, let's just have a listen to a bit of the Cristiano Ronaldo, the movie trailer. It was so much better than everybody. 
the astonishing Cristiano Ronaldo. Tell me who's the best player in the world. Me. <laughs> Until January. There you go. Yeah. Um, and that's when he was talking to his mates at dinner. But he right. was doing that nightly before he put his son to bed. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That was the story that yeah. his son was yeah. getting. Yeah, yeah. But no. there was a beautiful moment because it was all about really the Ballon d'Or yeah. and, and winning more than Messi because he doesn't he doesn't really want to talk about Messi and because Messi's got four. And it was a lovely moment, very nerve-wracking. His people obviously value the Ballon d'Or more than anything else because that's the personal sort of ice cream on, you know, yeah. cream on on the pudding, cherry on the pie. I don't know what, 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 what <laughs> analogy I'm looking for. Icing on yeah, the cake. That's right. And, you know, he was waiting nervously and there was a moment at, at this year's Ballon d'Ors and his son's there just before they start yep. suited up. Everyone's looking good. And he makes, he says to his son, look, look who that is. Look up. Who's that? And lo and behold, it's Maddie Luongo in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> and little Messi runs over to him and gives him a kiss. Yeah. No, it was Messi actually, yeah. oh, right. and yeah. his and his son was very starstruck, and it was a beautiful moment. Yeah, L- Lionel Messi went up to little Christi- Cristiano Junior. Yep, and um, gave him a kiss, hello, and they were nice, friendly. There was a, there was a gentle banter. It wasn't it was with the eyes though, Carlos. There wasn't it wasn't much conversation the, well, between uh, Cristiano and Messi. There was no conversation, no. but obviously they must know each other. You yes. wouldn't let you wouldn't let. A, 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 a stranger or a bloke you don't like come and hug your son and kiss him. That's right. And Messi did all that in front of a lot of people. It works for the narrative, though, if they don't really get on that well, though, Carlos. No, he, he, but, just, but he, he must just feed the feed the whole rivalry. But he did there. say that we make each other better, which yeah, I thought true. was... And, and look, uh, the other striking thing, and look, go see the movie. It is really interesting. Um the statue. Tell me who they, they unveil a statue in um, Madeira CR, in Madeira yeah, yeah. in CR Seven's uh, island home. And you know, to me, it's more Beckham than CR Seven. <laughs> the, the jawline is Beckham, I and the top I, is Messi. I think it was more Messi. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. So yeah, no, it was it was actually quite a good night. And uh, you know, yeah, yeah, in no, keeping with the Portuguese theme, we had Nando's after it. Yeah, so yeah, you know, we yeah. lashed, we we yeah. splashed out yeah. at the Diego's here. We uh, we go to all the salubrious. Uh, Actually, we should call Nando's. Anyway, Warren, you missed out, but bad luck. Marie was there, we were there, and uh, it was a most enjoyable night. But uh, let's get stuck into the Q&A now with uh, me and uh, <laughs> and you. And uh, let's start. Look, congratulations, firstly, to, to Melbourne Victory on their FFA Cup uh, victory against Perth Glory. The score was 2-0. Uh, it was done at half-time, basically. Always remember Iran, Carlos. I saw that tweet, yes. at 4Diego's, which is our Twitter handle. Um, make sure you join us and, and have some fun with us. And... Um, yeah, I've got to say, it, uh, it was interesting, but uh, the, the big talking point out of that was, of course, uh, the skipper being sent off for two yellow cards and then not being able to uh, get on the dais and, and receive the, you know, the, the cup. And, yep. and so the question I have, my first Q&A is, should Carl Valeri have been allowed to lift the cup after being sent off in the final? No, he got sent off. Simple. Right, but so so that's the rule. You're happy with that rule? Absolutely happy with the rule. I mean, in the end, in the end, he got sent off. Now, two yellows, straight red, same result, same thing. You guess, get escorted down. You can watch the celebrations on the TV in the change rooms as far as I'm concerned. You just don't okay. get a chance you, to celebrate. You are now on the rules committee at the FFA. Yes. They're sitting down because they've, yep. they've copped abuse over this. Yep. They're sitting down and they're looking at the rule again. Okay. I have no problem with that the rule was actually, you know, used to because the rule was standing. Everyone knew about the rule. I have no problem with that. But if they took it away, I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Do you believe they should still have the rule, even if they look at it again? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think there has to be a consequence for what breach the, of what rules. What if the referee made a mistake with the red card? If the, so we're going to have the we're going to have the the um the equivalent to the mystery goals panel actually set dubious, up themselves. Dubious goals uh, panel. No, dubious red card panel. R- rules rules are there, and we obviously say that mistakes are made. But if the mistake is made, Carl Valeri's one match suspension that he has to serve this week gets rescinded, and he can play the following week. For the time, but that his he, grandkids in twenty years, when they're looking at the photos of the great Melbourne victory side. Yep. That won the FFA Cup. And, and if they kept this, if they actually police this rule properly in the A-League Grand Final, he wouldn't have been in any of those photos either. Absolutely. Or any of the vision. So Don't have a problem. Grandkids in 25 years' time do not get to see no. Granddad. No, that's, that's a bit tough there, Warren. Carlos, granddad in any of the photos. Carlos, or Photoshop. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen regardless. So don't worry about that. But I'm with Warren. I think that if that's yeah. the rule, you've got to abide by yeah. the rule. Was it Beth who, they, who officiated? Should, Vinny, should they have the rule? That's a question. Well, uh, that's a good question. I, I guess they they have it for for those situations where they think uh, usually when you get a red card, it, it's pretty bad. But but there's yeah. degrees of no Warren. I know. No, there I know, is not. There's degrees no, of there of red. There's two yellows make yep. a red. Yep. Obviously, but then there's a straight. And red. you know how the degree of punishment, the degree oh, the, of penalty, is, is one game same, against it? three games. Right. So there, there you, go. you go. There's the there's the discretion in punishment, not that they shouldn't cop the same consequence. Instead of getting three games for a straight red, he gets mm. one game for two yellows. So yeah, there you doubling, go. He should be on thankful. On the day, you're doubling up on the consequence. That's right. Firstly, he's That's going off it. And this is one great test, text message that oh, comes through. Yes. It's uh, Brett from St. Albans mm. saying, the, con- the consequence uh, by getting sent off is the fact that you don't play for the rest of the team, you, uh, the game and your team is penalised. You, you're doubly penalised by not being allowed to lift the cup. And celebrate with your teammates. Oh, so this would be an issue if he wasn't... So is this just an issue because he's the captain of the team that would actually get the trophy? Or is it an issue for any player in the team? Any player. But you're... So... Oh, by the way, I don't, I don't care for the rule. I don't care for the rule. So the rule was the rule on on Saturday yeah, night. They enforced it. Fine. Yeah. You know, they did sneak him back on later. Yeah. And it was very nice. Yeah. Um, but but they enforced it because that was the rule at the time. I think I, I heard you a bit on car, um, half today, and and I agreed with you, Carlos. Surprise to you, Warren. Um, but Gee, that's but no a no. <laughs> but genuine. But I think ultimately, I think the rule. There's, I think there it needs there's some degree here. Oh, yeah. of, you want to create sense. shades of grey. No, 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 no. If you get two talk yellow back, cards, oh, yeah. to, talk, if it's two yellows, today. that's okay. But if it's a straight red, it's not okay. Well, if it's straight red, the scent, you know, you tell the referee off. Jeez. Just, like would, that doesn't happen every, would you every have, other minute. Would you have and mate, Kevin Musket's turned his whole life around, all right? Yeah, as yeah. far as his uh, the perception and the image he has in the community from his playing days, from his last game, if you remember, against Adrian Zara when he almost yep. maimed him. Uh, if that was a final and he's a captain and victory had won, yep. would you welcome him back on stage? No, no. And in all honesty, to be honest to Cal Valeri, I think the. I think the actions aren't actually, they're not measurable against each other. I think one's far more severe than the other. But the, but well, the, conse- the, but the consequence is the same, okay? And yeah, uh, unless yeah. you're going to grade the consequence, it's the same. Although We're an apologist for poor behaviour in so many other aspects of everything. Why can't we just accept a clear line that that happens? Why not? No, no, I, I, just, I just think in this case... You know, the the punishment didn't fit the crime. Well, he got punished by being sent off, 
But he, you know, he. In far, as far as I'm Is concerned, it all right go, I know you read lips. Do you think that uh, when he got his first yellow card, beat, was it Chris Beat the the the, the ref? Uh, ben Williams. Oh, Ben Williams. Yeah. Would Williams had said, uh, "Listen, if I give you another yellow, <laughs> it's red, and that means you don't get up for the trophy, son." Well, I, I hope the referee would have said that to him. Yeah. Well, Rodrigo, did but you obviously, well, no, no, he didn't. He he <laughs> he just. He just saw yellow, he, as he always yeah. does. And, um, but it was, it was pretty – I agree with Warren. The second tackle, for someone it so wasn't experienced, it was – I mean, it was late. <laughs> it was in his own half. He it was knew it too. He walked straight off. Oh, he knew it. it it's, a, it's just brain explosion stuff. I mean, he did cost himself. And, and the word is – this is where I, you know, I, I take issue with a lot of the media people that have gone and, and gone after the soft target here, I believe, in the, in the FFA. A lot of the media people saying that – um, that he should have been let back on. Um, but what they don't say is apparently all both teams were told before the game that if anyone got sent off, they wouldn't be allowed to celebrate if, they, if the team had Graduated won. consequences are a slippery slope. Mm. It's a bit like doing 103 in a 100 zone. I don't think I deserve the $220 $5 fine. <laughs> but whether I'm three or five or seven or nine, I'm still going to cop the same penalty. Fair enough. The whistle's gone, Warren. But uh, just before we go, Perry from Cheltenham. No, it wasn't the right decision. The rule should oh, not yeah. exist. If he was suspended for the final, he would uh, be allowed to celebrate like John Terry when Chelsea won the Champions League. It's a stupid rule. Let's move on to the next question uh, before we go to a break. Um, I- I'm just trying to work this out. So just... And we'll go with this into the break and after the break. Did the FFA get the pricing and the marketing wrong for the FFA Cup last weekend? Absolutely. I mean, fair dinkum. You know, you want a full stadium, don't you guys? Yes. It's the second year of your FFA Cup. Everyone's raving about this competition. Uh, You're going to look for more money, bigger sponsor next year and all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, in your pitch, in your sponsorship pitch or your investment pitch or your proposal, you're going to have video. You're going to have your nice little video of uh, Palm Beach Sharks with the full stadium and then uh, Hume City with a full stadium and Heidelberg with a full stadium. Then you get the little uh, little uh, <laughs> clip of the grand final with half a stadium with gaps everywhere yeah, and the sponsor's going to say, what, you want millions of dollars from me and you're not even filling a stadium? Fill the stadium. Yet no. again, Carlos, I'll say Photoshop <laughs> can be our friend. But I take your point. Oh, really? I can't believe And apparently, What made it worse? On the day uh, when the FFA had realised that there's got to be significant, you know, uh, significant Short, cut, left, yeah, of, of fans here, uh, they, they sent a message through the club, I think, to everyone saying, oh, we'll discount the tickets by $20. I mean, how amateurish is that? Really? Look, it, yeah. It, I it, called for someone sacking today. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Who at the FFA is going to be sacked? Coaches are sacked for making mistakes and not winning games. Who is going to be sacked at the FFA well, it depends over that? if they've already had a warning, Carlos. <laughs> I think you need to... <laughs> oh, yeah, you, know, you, you can't take them through yeah. that process. But, uh, you know, so, Warren, did you... you oh, I was just going to say, the um, there's nothing worse than buying a ticket at full price yeah. and then finding out the day before that <laughs> yes. the mates that weren't going to go next. in the first on place... On the day, on the day. On the day. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm far more compassionate than Carlos. I wouldn't think the sack of that person, because in the end, was it the Beverly Hillbillies marketing department that put this together? Because just very quietly, I mean, if you're a member of Victory or a member of whichever competing team makes that final, you should be able to go to Mm. that game for no more money. You shouldn't have to dip into your pocket again. And that's just the way it is. And if they want to build it, 
even if they made that as a loss and they had a full stadium, they'd make more money the next year. Absolutely. There you go. We'll leave uh, your word on that, uh, Warren, as the final word. Uh, Sorry, just one other thing. Oh. How good were they? They were great. Oh, yeah, they were great. Fantastic. They were really good. Now, now we can move on, they, Rodrigo. They, they, are are grand, grand, they are the final and grand final yeah. masters. I'm getting experts. sick of how Really, Melbourne are. City fans should have gone yeah. and paid extra money just to see how to play. Anyway, All right, so I'm let's getting take sick a, of how Back good to you, are. Rodrigo. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Vinny. Thanks, Warren. Thanks, Carlos. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Q&A right after this on the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. In an after-match press conference, English football manager Ron Atkinson said, I never comment on referees, and I'm not going to break the habit of a lifetime for that prat. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diegos. Hey, and thanks for your company tonight on a Wednesday night. Uh, here we are talking the world game and having some fun in the first half hour, and uh, the second half hour should be... Just as much fun. Now, just the tech. What was the hot topic again tonight, uh, Warren? Because you changed it, so I haven't written it down. <laughs> there's never excuse. There's never an excuse for leaving early. That's right. We've got some interesting. Uh, Hang on, uh, that's, not, that's not the hot topic, is it? Is it, there ever an excuse yeah, okay, for yes, leaving early? Yeah, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. I left early once in nineteen ninety seven. We were safely two 0 <laughs> up. I wanted to be the first in line for France ninety eight tickets. Yeah. Never again. El tell. Now that's <laughs> I'll, actually I'll that's pay what, that. Yeah. that's actually an excuse. Uh, Perry from Cheltenham, Fairweather fans, uh, those who leave early, always support your team to the death. I watched the Liverpool game, and when I saw that, I was disgusted. There you go, Perry. Um, was there any mention of uh, <laughs> Was there any mention of Ronaldo's hair in the doco? That's Stephen in Richmond. Uh, that's not related well, to the hot topic. Well, but apparently he's got his own personal hairdresser. Oh, they, yeah, they. Just... Or, I call him a barber, right? Yeah. And the barber comes to his own home. And, uh, yes, like he yeah, there the, was a bit of a trim yeah, and in the yeah, hotel yeah, lobby ab- as well. Absolutely, yep. The, the other interesting thing, he, he uses an electric shaver with foam. Yes, that's right. Show. I found that quite yeah. interesting. <laughs> He's got a very big drawer of yeah. jocks yeah, yeah, yeah. in his bathroom. <laughs> Those little insights were very interesting. Vinny, Vinny, they were real. He's was, real. Was there anything he lacked in his life? I don't think there was anything in his life that he lacked. In fact, there, were, there was a, a really attractive girlfriend that never made it in front of the camera. Yes. But yeah. I think this is a man who's got everything in life. And, and you know you've made it when mm. your exercise bike stays <laughs> in the pool. In the pool, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um... Oh, a few Richmond supporters, actually. Hola, Diego's. I've never burnt my RFC membership. That's Pete in Cheltenham. Uh, best protest, 11 crosses on the ground when side turned up for training yes. after the thrashing. That's there from Champ. Absolutely. And I bet you those guys didn't leave early. It was an Italian club. They didn't yeah. leave early. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 98 uh, Is there ever a, a good excuse to leave early? And what is that excuse? Mm. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Before we get back into the Q&A. Your Q&A. Ma- yeah, the Q&A. Um, I'm just making it yeah. omnipresent. Uh, Marcus in South Melbourne has called us and actually wants to talk about Jose Mourinho just not? to just to take a left turn. G'day, uh, Marcus, and welcome to the show. G'day, Diego. Good show, good show. Listen, uh, I went out to Western Oval one day for the Carlton Footscray match. <laughs> yep. And if I had have left early, I would have missed Carlton's only goal for the day. <laughs> I'm on in the last quarter from a very dodgy free to Mark Arsiria. Gosh, I think I even remember Carlton. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Chelsea supporters are basically split into two groups, from what I can tell, and I'm a Chelsea supporter. One group want Mourinho and Abramovich to drag all the players into the boardroom, read the riot act, and let them know 
that they're going if they don't perform for the rest of the year. And the other group just want to get rid of Mourinho. So I'm actually interested what the Diego's think and where you'd stand on that. Well, uh, you know, I'd rather blame the players than blame the coach. I think that the, the, the gaffer has is important, but I think at the end of the day, there, there are 11 guys on a pitch who have got a job to do and get paid big money to do their job properly and they need to be switched on for, for the 90 minutes as far as I'm concerned. I think the, the special one has to, has to make Ernie's keep now and I think that you've got to, you've got to back him because you, you believe in him and I think a lot of the fans do believe in him and I, I, I want to see him uh, work through this and uh, you know, expose his greatness in another way. I want to actually have him stay for purely st- sadistic reasons because <laughs> I actually really want to. I want to see, and not in a not in a nasty. I want to see his psychological state played out in front of the cameras. <laughs> not in a nasty way, but no, a sadistic way. No, in a sadistic yeah, yeah. way. And in the end, nothing about nothing about his. I don't want it to become an issue of his core well-being and sense of self. But I actually want to see how he genuinely handles hmm. the pressure. I never knew this until I looked at the ladder in more detail. They have lost seven games this season. Now, it would have to be affecting him in a... In a deeper way than just the way that he's carrying on in front of the television, in in front of the cameras. Yep. So I want to see him get himself out of this because, in a lot of ways, you know that love hate begrudging sort of respect. I will respect him more yep. if he gets Chelsea out of this, even if they make Europa, for instance. It would be a fantastic. No, for me, this is this is a chance for him to really claim and hold forevermore that uh, title of the special one. If he can, after this start, end up winning the EPL, he is truly the special one, or at least influencing in a big way. That's why I, I would really respect Roman Abramovich too if he sticks with him. And it's interesting that they haven't sacked him yet, and they've had every opportunity to. In fact, they sacked him uh, what back in 2012. Uh, he was fifth in the, on the ladder, two points from the top, and they sacked him then. So, but you don't um, expect him to win the seat. The win it this year. If you, if, There's no way he's going to win this year. No, no, Carlos. he might not win it this year, but on, if you give him the time, he'll sort this out. And yeah, if there's absolutely. ever a season that's recoverable... Yeah, this one. This is absolutely. the season. Yeah. I mean, the top teams are on 25. Mm. Liverpool have lost four games. They're only seven points Leicester's off. in the top four. Yeah, I know. It's a recoverable. It's yeah. recoverable. Champagne football from Leicester at the moment. Oh, oh yes. Absolutely. Can they there score, the boys? Thanks for your call there, Marcus. And uh, we'll catch. We'll do more of the English Premier League... Uh, after the next break, because we'll catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun. But let's get back to the Q&A. And uh, there's, a, there's a World Cup qualifier tomorrow mm. in Canberra. You're mm. going, Carlos, I'll, I'll be there, you? yes. Yeah, Socceroos take on Kyrgyzstan. Um, they they second and third on the table. Um, how, how are you feeling about that, Carlos? Now, we're talking about... I'll start with Carlos, because he's going, and he's going to be a man there. But, uh, you know, some of the injured, jet-lagged, um, no Matty Ryan... Uh, no, Matthew Leckie. Uh, Jason, is Matthew Leckie playing? Well, no. He, Chest infection. Well, he had, uh, he had some sort of uh, issue. So he had to take the later flight. And all the talk is he'll be on the bench. Um, Jason Davidson. Jason Davidson's doubtful. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Matty Ryan. And, of course, some of the players came in, into the camp quite late. Tommy Rogic and a few others. Okay, so the question is... But that is, was a mapping issue with Tommy Rogic. He just couldn't... No, he's from Canberra. He would have known how to get yeah, there. That's right. So, so the question is... Is there any danger of the Socceroos losing this tomorrow night? I think 
I think there's a danger all the time, but it's a really, really slim, slim, slim chance of it happening because it's Ange Postacoglu, and the boys have been talking it up all week uh, that they really need to uh, redeem themselves after that loss against Jordan. And with four games to go, they don't want to wait to be like you know finish second and hope to be the best of the of the of the second place getters in the group. So. so um, I don't expect to. I'd be shocked if we did lose, but there's always a chance because we only beat Kyrgyzstan two one at their place. So um, you know they're no mugs. And Ange is like um, the the robots in Terminator movies. You know the the rise of the machines. They always adapt. They watch, and there's always a new Terminator that can do new things, <laughs> and, and they come out and they're lethal. And I think that Ange doesn't like losing, mm. and he. He takes lots of things from each loss, and he will he will direct his sessions accordingly, and he won't let the same people make or the same mistakes be made more than mm. made again. I think he works very hard to to redeem himself and redeem that squad. So, I I think that there is always a chance because you just you've always got to respect your opponents. But I think that uh, we should uh, finish the job, and I think that the other sort of thing that Ange has done is that he has built depth. In this squad, so even though there will be some players missing, uh, there there are now always players to to plug those holes. Home form's good. I think they should get over the line. Uh, do we know that they're definitely they're jetting off to Dakar? There's no doubts about that game, or what's where's the situation with the? They're still waiting for FIFA. I mean, according to Adam Vivian, the uh, executive officer of um, the PFA, there's a real chance of this game not going ahead because uh, no one's addressed the issue formally. Apparently, yesterday, they said it would be they would get an answer within 48 hours, so probably after the game. But you're leaving it really, really close. So maybe maybe they're not announcing it until after the game. Um, I don't know why. But so, so you don't, because you don't allow the terrorists any chance to plan beforehand? Well... Because, because really, if there's any chance... I mean, that's another hot topic. Yeah. These players, if there's any any chance, any chance at all that they could be in danger, they shouldn't go. Mm. I don't care what is on the line. Can you imagine an Australian soccer team going over there, the Socceroos going over there, and something happened to oh, one or more imagine. of those players? No, I don't want to imagine. I mean, who would wear that responsibility? If there's FFA listens to us every week. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, any, any, is a, in the slither of a chance... That they that things could go wrong over there. You don't let the boys go. Well, they have to make an announcement. Well, they have to make a decision anyway. They they probably have, but because they'll have to fly on Saturday. At, yeah. At the latest, latest probably. Well, Dakar's on Mars, isn't it? Really. <laughs> so you, you know. Oh, that's it, a bit disrespectful. Well, it's a long way away. That's all I'm saying. No, it's not. It's Asia. You go to Asia every second year, Carlos. You love Asia. <laughs> I've never been to Bangladesh. Yeah, but it hasn't got a. Yeah. Anyway, so no on, discos in Bang- on the positives, <laughs> unlike Warren, who travels to Asia extensively <laughs> by myself normally, yeah. Vinny. Carlos, I just want to, want to hear you say it because uh, he's in great form. Scored a lovely goal yep. uh, in Scotland. Ah. Uh, there's the posit- There's some positives with this team. Obviously, Tommy yeah, there you go. There you go. Is <laughs> no, it back? No. Is it fully see, back? Is it? Is it? Did you see the goal? I did. I did. It was a beautiful goal. I'm calling it now. He's he's a one man golden generation. <laughs> one man golden generation. Yeah, there's no one else. In yeah. the, well, Timmy's finishing. Well, I tell you now, and I'll tell you this now, and we can do this <laughs> on is, another is, night. Is there anyone else in? Is in? Oh, you're saying Aaron Moyes? Aaron Moyes got Tommy not, Rogic coming. He's not. You know what? Tommy Rogic isn't there yet, Carlos. No, no. He, he's on his way, but he's Tommy not there Rogic. yet. <laughs> the only one who I reckon is in the golden generation. New golden generation, generation, 
although he's injured, is Matty Ryan, who's got oh, the yes. runs on the board, yes. and he's playing. But in, it's hard. To, it's hard to put someone into a golden generation category if they're reserve goalkeeper somewhere. You know that. that yeah, but Matty Ryan's playing. He's well, he got, injured. Until, he got but, injured, yeah, but he was. Yeah. So right now, I, I wouldn't do. But Tommy Rogic, the way he's. Tommy Rogic, mm. the way he scored, his goals, he's got four in 15 games. Yeah, he's playing well. And the goals he scored, like yeah. they're world class, some of these goals. Ah, uh, yes. Just beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You put Aaron Moy in the, and you put Aaron Moy Aaron in the Moy, green hoops and Aaron, he'd be Aaron doing Moy, exactly with all due respect to Aaron, could not tie Tommy oh, Rogic's. Oh, you absolutely <laughs> kidding me. He's shoelaces at the moment. Uh, you know what? And Tommy's so good. I might good, walk play, out in no, 10 minutes. No, no, no. He, he plays with shoelaces. And shoes, shoes. Oh, you're yeah, kidding shoes. me. You're I mean, long, me. long may Tommy Rogic's rich vein of form continue, <laughs> but he's not there yet. Anyway, looking forward to the game tomorrow night, Carlos. Uh, yeah, we won't call you because we won't be on. But uh, hey, we will be on on Friday night because uh, it is the Four Diego's final whistle after the call of the Melbourne City versus Western Sydney Wanderers game. So from ten yep. till midnight or tenish yep. till well. midnight, uh, well, look, four of us will be in. Yeah, Warren will be in the studio. Yeah, you know, we are the Four Diego's, Perhaps. and uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. So uh, make sure you're listening to the Diego's after the big game. Uh, we'll take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN Melbourne's home of sport. When Arsenal striker Ian Wright was asked about opposing fans booing him, he replied, The fans who give me stick are the sort of people who still point at aeroplanes. Geez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday night. Of course, the final whistle with the Four Diego's is happening on Friday from 10 after the Melbourne City versus Western Sydney Wanderers game. And if you want to join us on Twitter, go to at Four Diego's and uh, check out all the fun and frivolity that happens on the Twitter sphere. Hey, let's go to uh, the UK now and catch up with our man, Mike McGrath from The Sun. G'day, Mike, and welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah good, good to have you. Hope you're feeling well. You got yeah. You sound like you got a bit of a cold. <laughs> anyway, anyway, just checking. Rodrigo here. Vinny Venezuela's no, ready. No. Warren's poised. And uh, I could be happy about that. Carlos wants to ask the first question. Oh, Sorry about that. I'll kick it off uh, there, Mike. Uh, David Moyes, uh, of course, uh, the guy. Fifteen years at Preston North End at Everton, and uh, he was the next big thing in English football. That's why he got the Manchester United job. But it, he's lasted. A very, very short time, man, you, and also only a year at Rail Sociedad. He was sacked on the weekend. Uh, what surprises me is that all the Junos believe that there will be clubs lining up in England to sign him up. Uh, have you heard anything that uh, about David Moyes maybe coming back to the EPL in some, uh, with some of the clubs? Well, about a month ago when the Villa job was up, then you, you would have said, yeah, he was an ideal fit for it, but it's just not, yeah, or Sunderland just before that, but it's not really the case anymore uh, because obviously Remy Gard's got in, Sam Allardyce has gone in. Um, I'm actually over in Spain at the moment with uh, England, so we're kind of getting a bit of reaction to Moyes' uh, sacking. And you kind of think, well, he might have to take a little bit of time out. He... Or I don't think he's really fit for the championship. I think he's just a little bit above that level. Um, and you're kind of hanging on and seeing, you know, Swan, the Swansea job doesn't look too secure at the moment. Would he fit something like that? Um, but I, I think he might have a little bit of time out. 
from English football, or maybe even Germany. He loves German football. He's been over there a few times as well. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him over there at one stage in his career. Mike Warren here. I've got a question for you. In terms of English football, after Arsenal getting got beaten by Bayern Munich by five goals to one in the um, in the Champions League during the week, I want you to tell me the very best English side at the moment, Man City, with their best players playing. Are they in the top five club teams in the world? Where's where do the best English teams sit now? Do you think genuinely against the elite teams of the Champions League competition? Well, I mean, we've had a bit of a bad time over here recently. It's not been um, it's not been great in the Champions League for us. I, I do think City have closed the gap a little bit when it comes to signing De Bruyne and Sterling. And when Aguero and Silva are fit, which they aren't at the moment, but when they will, I, I do think that they, you know, they have beaten Bayern Munich over one game before, I think. They would give Barcelona and Real Madrid a run for their money without actually being better than them at the moment. I think we, in terms of the, the, the absolute top teams, you can't look further than Barcelona and Bayern Munich. I just think City are just in that pack below them. Maybe, you know, it might take another Galactico, maybe defence this time, and they could... Um, or, or maybe a, a great manager like Pep Guardiola, and um, and they could be closing on them in a in a few seasons' time. But certainly at the moment, look, we will admit at the moment we're we're um, a bit short. Now, Mike, uh, speaking about Pep Guardiola, do you think that he would have been not that we do this anymore in England, tapped up by another team already? Do you think you know Man City? He knows are going to just throw good 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 dollar at him or do you think someone like Roman Abramovich is is probably having a, a, a you know grooming him for to take over from the special one if things don't go uh, realign themselves as they they need to in Chelsea well I mean it depends what you mean by tapped up I mean he is um, he, he's a manager that is friends with Chiki Berestein the sporting director of Man City they have regular conversations um, and I'm sure Man City would absolutely love Pep at the uh, Etihad. Um, so I suppose there is a lot of chatting up and a lot of um, whining and dining. And you would get, um, you know, for instance, um, Pep Guardiola, his brother, is uh, Luis Suarez, his um, agent. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of you know cross relationships here. I think that he will have his pick um, of who he wants to manage at the end of the season, and there will be either there will be City or Chelsea would gladly take him. It's just about making that you know that offer to him, an offer that he can't refuse. Now, Mike, uh, Jamie Vardy is a, is a guy that's really caught everyone's attention. Scores for fun. I think he, I don't know, he scored like something like eight or nine games in a row. Uh, and his goals are great. He's got a great turn of pace in, uh, and just uh, is really topping off Leicester City's uh, great form this season. Uh, obviously, he's in the England squad. He's over there with you guys. Have, have you met the guy? Tell us a little bit about Jamie Vardy. Yeah, he's. Um, we spoke to him in the last international break um, a month ago. A really interesting character. 
he we talked to him about his time in non-league football, part-time. Um, he was a part-time player. He worked in a factory and used to go straight from work to training and used to kind of fill up on his food at service stations and you know, refuel however he could. Um, so he's come a long way since then. He, you know, he has had um, ups and downs in terms of he, you know, he's been in trouble in his private life as well. But he seems to be kind of all past that now. And I think we're at a stage now where we probably should give him a little bit more um, respect to the Premier League player because he really is doing the business. And, and I think if he continues this form that he's in, there's absolutely no way that he won't be going to France for the Euros, regardless of the fitness of Danny Welbeck or, or Daniel Sturridge, because he certainly deserves to be um, where he is at the moment, which is in the, in the England team and, and on the brink of this amazing record um, of uh, consecutive goals in, in Premier League games. He's won more and, um, and he's matched uh, Rupert Van Nistelrooy's 12. Mike, you mentioned this just before. I'm going to say now that if Gary Monk loses his job at Swansea, I basically reckon it it, it really goes at the heart of any young manager or any person aspiring to manage, they might as well give the game away because if clubs aren't prepared to at least battle through a period of lack of results, not poor play, but just lack of results and not stick with a guy whose achievements far outweigh this current, you know, lapse in form, it, it would be an absolute disgrace for me on the outside. Yeah, well, I mean, he has, he did certainly very well last season, starts off this season very well, but, we, you know, we are hearing a few rumbles that things aren't, aren't that great behind the scenes at, at Swansea and that, may, you know, that the relationship with the chairman, which is obviously so important, um, could be, you know, it might not be as rosy as it looks. So um, it's unfortunate, but I suppose this is the way it's going over here. There seems to be very short-term appointments. Um, Tim Sherwood even shorter than him. So it's a case of, I suppose, you know, keeping in the job as long as possible and um, maintaining your reputation. And then hopefully one will come along. Um, for an English manager, it seems to be... Uh, you know, taking a team up and keeping them there rather than getting one of the big jobs. But that seems to be uh, the way it is at the moment. Hey, Mike, we decided not to ask you about Jose Mourinho tonight and we did everything we could <laughs> not, not to even mention his name. But uh, that's not even a question. I'm not even going to ask you. I'm just uh, just telling you that we didn't. We decided not to. But, uh, hey, enjoy your time in Spain and uh, I hope you have a good time and uh, hope England win. Okay, cheers, guys. Speak soon. There you go. There's uh, Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Let's take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I call it sacrifice. A football coach is someone who's prepared to lay down your life for the good of the team. This is a profound coaching moment by the four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. And coming up after Diego's, it's all night appetite with Scott Cooney. For all you fight fans, Anthony Mundine has lost to Charles Hadley in the 11th round. It was a technical knockout. The fight was stopped then. And so, uh, you Charles... know, the only option he has now, just for the finishing of your career, Danny Green. 
<laughs> there you go. You might take that fight now. But anyway, that's a bit of a shock. But uh, the A-League this weekend, boys, there's a, the big blue. Let's just quickly go to that because, uh, as everyone knows now, we're going to be here on uh, Friday night for the uh, Melbourne City versus uh, Western Sydney Wanderers at, for the final whistle. Big game, Vinny Venezuela. Look, uh, victory will just uh, maraud as they do. <laughs> I know Arnie defends well, but uh, we will maraud. We'll be too much. I, I worry for victory. I know you Too do. many trophies make you soft. No, the, no, not this the team. The golf inequality, the golf inequality between those two teams is bigger than the Bass Strait. There you go. So, uh, Melbourne victory all around? Or Absolutely. No? And yeah, it, anyway, it yeah. pains me to say it, but yes. There you go. Should be a good weekend of A-League football. That's it. Catch us on Friday for the final whistle. So remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. We're over there. there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. We're, We're over there. there. There are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We're, We're there. there. We are the Fortiego. Diego. Olé. Olé.